Hello, and welcome to Got a Hot Minute, a bonus episode of the East German Fashion History Podcast, where I recommend books and other sources dedicated to the study of GDR fashion history and culture. By GDR, I mean the German Democratic Republic. Today, I'll be looking at the exhibition catalog Sibylle, Zeitschrift für Mode und Kultur, 1956 bis 1995, or Sibyl, a magazine for fashion and culture, 1956 to 1995. This was published by Harman Books, available for 39 euros or about $43 on Amazon Germany. I'll speak a little about one of the authors, review the introduction, table of contents, and then examine three editorials from one of the chapters. Since this is a rather image-heavy book, I've provided an accompanying blog post, including the visuals I'll be discussing. You can find this on the episode link. So a little about the exhibition itself. It was organized by the Arts and Crafts Museum of Dresden in whole and hold, held at the Pilnitz Castle. This ran from April 29th to November 11th of 2018. It then traveled to the Willi, Willi Brandt House in Berlin the following year. The contributing authors of this catalog include Andreas Kras, art historian and curator, Anja Maya, journalist and author, and Dr. Ulrich Betak, art and curator, as well as Ta Thomas Winkler, a journalist. Now we're going to talk a little about Dr. Andreas Kras. Uh, he's a curator of photography and cinema photography at the Museum of Technology and Industry. Some of his other books in, and catalogs include one on the photographer Eugene Ache, from eight, then that book is from 1857 to 1927, Das Auge des Arbeiters, Arbeit und Fotografie in Kunst um 1930, The Worker's Eye um, in Art and Photography around 1930, and then one on Arno Fischer, who was a celebrated photographer at Sibylle, and really helped design, redesign the vision and aesthetic, which we talked about in the last episode on Tuesday. The catalog begins with an introduction from Utamala. Now she's a very well-known and celebrated photographer of the GDR that really captured its, you know, a certain element of an unapologetic honesty, of a sincerity, and at times an austerity of everyday life. And you can find more of her work in the link, which will be on the blog post. So she begins the introduction by saying that there hasn't really been a comprehensive study of Sibylla until now. And this book begins with the first issue, September 1956, and ends in February of 1995. In between that time, you have 28 years of a walled-in, closed-off nation. Many of the originals have been reproduced and chronologically ordered for this catalog and exhibit with the goal of showing the many surprising and exciting sides of Zabilla, especially for those who may have just heard of it in passing. And I think this is a really great source if you're trying to understand or better understand the history of the German Democratic Republic, as there were a lot of a multiple uh, amount of number of negative stereotypes of people from East Germany and the GDR. And um, I think this is a really great insight into a different 
a different viewpoint or a different lens to see it through. So she goes on to say that we want to emphasize that regardless of all the political influences and tireless rhythm of fashion trends, that the magazine really stayed loyal to its editors and its vision. The book's chapters are determined, are determined by respect to their social socio-political frameworks. Mala finishes on a poetic sentiment with, fashion photography can be a lot more than just the representation of clothing. It can be a manifesto for a society, expressing livelihoods of men and women and, lifestyle, and their lifestyles. Zabila accompanied generations of women and families of the GDR that were young, uh, grew old, and dreamed dreams. So let's take a look at the chapters and then we'll move on to three editorials I want to focus on. Chapter one is a basic introduction uh, with really beautiful images and an, a general overview of Zabila. Chapter 2, 1956 to 1965, is titled Kumpels, Kohlen und Capriolen. That translates to people, coal, and buddies, or uh, buddies and capriciousness. So this was featured in, this specific editorial was featured, and I did a focus on a few episodes ago, and this was the one that featured these two beautiful models in pristine suit, suit skirts, in beautiful pastel colors and they're sort of gesturally working playing and modeling in front of with coal miners that are sort of mocking them and it's it's really funny and insightful um so you can definitely revisit that in the blog post for that episode and it's i highly encourage just even if you don't know german if you can't read german to buy this book just for that editorial it's really really fascinating also so chapter three we have from 1966 to 1977 titled mit einem boden mit einem bein auf dem boden der so with one foot on the ground of reality Chapter 4, 1978 to 1989, Rot ist Mode, or Red is the Fashion. And Chapter 5, 1990 to 1995, Der Blauen Ferne, ein Stück näher, a little closer to the blue distance, is its translation. And then the last chapter is basically a series of essays and interviews from editors Anja Maya, Thomas Finkler, and there and other editors regarding fashion photography, the image of the woman and the making of Sibylla and all the various editorial elements. I think if you're a fashion historian, if you love photography, if you're an art historian, this is really a great source for nerding out on, on uh, what, what it takes to make a fashion publication, but also what it takes to make a fashion publication in the German Democratic Republic. So three editorials that really captured my attention were from the chapter Rot ist Mode, or Red is the Fashion. And that covers the tumultuous decade between 1978 to 1989. The first one, Schwanger, or Pregnant, features models that seem quite young. 18, 19, no older than 24. And they're all captured, really lost in a moment of thought on the bus or enjoying a few minutes of quiet within the bustling cityscape of East Berlin. They're all wearing white 
striped or denim overalls and carry belongings in a black net bag. And this is really where the styling says a lot more than one would think, but it's very puristic. It's really clean lines. Um, you have a lot of grays, whites, neutrals, and their hair isn't doesn't really seem really styled. It's, it's a little wild. There's something untamed and like beautiful and simplistic about it. And you can really see that like comfort is first, modernity is second. And within, within this, there's something, there's this philosophical element to it where you really, you're thinking about what they're thinking and they're probably, you know, working and studying full time while pregnant and being young and really preparing for life's next step. So that's a very beautiful editorial I encourage to look at, especially for people who love or stylists who love overalls love minimalist clothing and especially maternity wear which was really great to feature the next is große festkleider aus aus der konfektionsangebot 1968 um, and this is from the same editorial sorry so that's translate that translates to long party dresses out of the garment industry so this is what have these are ready-made dresses that technically would have been available if you could find them. It features two models adorned in either lacy body skimming or graphic fauna printed v-neck gowns. And they really evoke this demure confidence with the reserved cool. Not like the impression one would have from a Western magazine, which alludes to a sense of like a bourgeoisie arrogance that's unattainable and therefore desirable. No, you don't get that with these models. They really evoke an empowered elegance that's attainable, but seems far more soulful in their eyes and storied and mysterious. And I just like to note that it seems like it's supposed to be, it seems like the styling is, is in either a backyard or in the woods with a lot of flora, fauna, palms, and trees. And I think it's supposed to allude to some sort of tropical, tropical getaway, but you can clearly see, you can clearly tell that, that they're not, they're not in, that, in that environment. The third editorial, uh, one of my favorites, is called Trikotagen, and that translates to t-shirt days, sweater days or even sweater weather one could say because all the models are wearing a sweater this one features uh two women two men and one woman standing by an apartment window uh where she is gazing into the distance and behind her you can see a, a little photograph you can see an image of a plattenbau a plat plattenbau now a plattenbau uh is translates to platte in this context means panel and bow means building. And that was an apartment building made of prefabricated concrete, which one could see throughout the GDR. It was sort of a standardized complex you would find everywhere. And it could be described as rather brutalist if any of you out there are, are fans of brutalism, as I, as I really am. So back to the photos. All are wearing the same, what looks like a gender-neutral kind of plaid sweater with giant mops of hair and manes that really define, kind of defines their youth and their social indifference. 
I think this image of the woman gazing towards but looking away from the Plattenbau, which is in the window, is really interesting and something I'd love to get into later in a podcast because it's one of the many photos one will see in the one one can find in the GDR of women against the backdrop of a Plattenbau and the relationship between fashion, womanhood, and architecture is something worthy of definitely more exploration in this context for this era. Because all three, women, architecture, and fashion, are also vehicles for driving, for driving and have often historically been a vehicle for driving a nationalist vision or political ideal forward. So this is a really beautiful editorial to look at. And that's, that's it. So even if you can't read German, I would highly recommend this book. If you love photography, it's a really great source. It's a wonderful source alone just for reading images and letting them sit with you. And that is it for this week's episode. And I can't wait to see you next Tuesday where we'll be discussing the second half of the 60s in the German Democratic Republic. Danke and I'll see you soon. <laughs>